Guys, what's up? Welcome back to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Before I get into this episode of the podcast and my interview with Matt Soper, I wanted to let you know about the awesome event that's taking place next week at Downtown Public in Old Town Marietta. You've seen me post about it on Instagram. You've seen me post about it on Facebook. You've seen me post about it on Snapchat. You've heard me talk about the show here on the podcast. We're doing the Hot Ones Challenge live, baby. That's that's right. Me and my guest, Blaine Squire, who's been a friend of mine for a long time and is the head chef of Downtown Public, we are going to be doing a live podcast and the Hot Ones Challenge. If you don't know what the Hot Ones Challenge is, go to YouTube, type in the Hot Ones. It's from uh, First We Feast, which is also part of the Complex Magazine, but it's a fucking awesome interview show where they start with sriracha and they eat 10 wings and there's a different question per each wing and at the end they end with um blair's mega death sauce with liquid rage many people have tapped out a lot of people haven't made it through me and blaine have gone back and forth talking shit to see who will be able to make it but i'm telling you now i'm not tapping not a chance in hell there's a facebook event for it um, for the event right now. So go to facebook.com backslash the prove me wrong pod to RSVP. This is going to be open to the public. We're also going to be live streaming it on Facebook and Instagram on my personal one as well of those of public house. It's going to be just a fucking awesome night. It's going to hurt so bad the next day. And I'm a pussy when it comes to hot food, a pussy. Like, I'm telling you, I just discovered sriracha a few years ago. And, like, when I put it on eggs, I just drizzle it across. Just like a little drizzle. Because it's so fucking spicy for me. I was eating stadium pizza yesterday over with my sister and brother in law at their house. And I was just eating their regular wings, and my lips were on fucking fire. <laughs> It started making me scared. I'm more scared from the insides, but it's going to be an awesome time. So again, it's August 15th at the downtown public house in Old Town Marietta at 7 p.m. Um, if you make it, great. Um, we'll be out there drinking as well, having some appetizers and everything. If you can't, make sure to follow live on Facebook and Instagram as we're going to be live streaming the entire night of shenanigans. But last week, I had the honor of my buddy Matt Soper coming over and doing a podcast with me. The first one in the Prove Me Wrong podcast studio. Um, Matt is the owner of The Float Experience here in Temecula, California. Um, he tells this awesome story in the beginning of the podcast about how him and his now fiance first met and how they went from first meeting to now being four or five years down the line to now having this awesome company and really just helping the people of this community. A lot of people drive from far away. We're very lucky to just have it in our backyard, but the Floatex is one of my favorite float centers that I've ever been to. Um, some people open up float centers to just simply make money some people open it because it's the new hip thing to do but i can tell you from speaking with them and being in this place matt and jen are in this for the long run um they they care about the experience they care about the people that come through and i kind of talk about his float center like i would at church like when i used to go to church and uh ron armstrong down here in cornerstone he used to always talk about his home church and that he wanted Cornerstone to be everyone's home church. And if you go experience another church, if you're out of the state or if you move away, that you always have a home um, at Cornerstone.
Flowstone. And although I don't go to church anymore, so I don't have a home church, that's what I call the Flodex. The Flodex to me is my home church. Um, although I've gone to a couple of different spots, I always end up back there. And full disclosure, I have a membership that I pay for, so I get a couple floats a month and everything, and it's something I've been slacking on. It's something I need to get back in there. It helps. I have anxiety um, so fucking bad. And when you're in a regular practice of floating, or for those of you that meditate, you know how much that helps. And the last couple of weeks, my anxiety has just been going through the roof. And I know I need to get back in there, but it's just... Um, they talk about it in the War of Art about the resistance. And the resistance is just that thing that makes you procrastinate, whether it's on your diet or not cleaning your room or getting that oil changed. It's, it's that voice that tells you, yeah, just fucking not today. And the resistance was strong in me last week. Um, the podcast went great. All I had to do was just sit down, EQ it up, post it, but... Um, Last week, the resistance won, but damn it, it's a Monday and I'm not going to let it affect this week. Um, so without further ado, I hope you guys enjoy the conversation as much as I had having it with him. I give to you Matt Soper of the Flodex. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode seven of the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Um, last week or two weeks ago, you heard me speak with Justin Wren. That was a Skype um, interview. But today, I'm joined by my buddy, Matt Soper of the Floatex, a.k.a. the Float Experience. And he's actually in the home studio or just the side bedroom that has a little microphone in it. So, Matt, welcome, brother. I appreciate you, man. Thank you, bro. Thank you for having me. Dude, this is rad. So, um, I'll kind of just, I mean, we were talking before the podcast. You said you saw the fights this weekend. Uh, sure. What did you think of it? Who were you rooting for? Um, as far as, like, main event goes? All of it. Don't care. Well, I mean, it was a, I thought it was an incredible card. Uh -huh. Um I watched it from the float center while people were floating. Bomb. Uh, which was cool. Um, I, How do you cheer in that? Do you just you stay just quiet just as they're floating? You know, okay. you um, the main event came on after everyone was gone, uh -huh. so I was able to be loud at that point. But nice. Usually I just rock headphones uh -huh. so I can hear it and not have to worry about like, being loud when you guys are in the tank. Yeah. But... Um, yeah, I, I was definitely going for Jones. I kind of wanted to see that comeback story sure. and you know see him come back from just all the struggle that he went through. So I thought that was super Sorry, cool. Sorry, I'm just making sure my phone's off. No, you're good. Bro. Keep going though. Probably should too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I was going for him and you know, wow, just the way it ended and it was just, I think DC probably took a couple too many blows at the Maybe. end. Maybe, maybe. Um, but I don't think he's gonna complain about that. No. You know, yeah. because then, especially after you saw what happened with Yamazaki and when, um, uh, yeah, when Kiesa yeah. went out or didn't go out or whatever it was, you know, but like when I first, I got to cover one of the UFC Fox 11 events when I was living in Orlando on the radio. I saw you post something and I was like, dude, that's, you asked Dana White a question. Dude, and that's in motherfucking Shaquille O'Neal's house. Dude, like up. it was so intense. Like they, cause you know like how they do like the pre press fight and all that shit. Yeah, yeah. And it was supposed to be at the Amway center, which is like where the magic plates, where the fight was. Then we got an email the day before. It was like, Hey, sorry for the inconvenience, but the press conference has been moved. It's at Shaquille O'Neal's house. 
here's the address. So no big deal. No big deal. And I mean, it was like obviously. I mean, it was catered. Like it was done really nice. And the cool thing about that is like it helped us bond with the fighters because like cowboys out there and all that. And like they're just as pumped too, you know. So I mean, yeah. cowboys hanging out at Shaq's house and totally. he's just like, holy fuck! Like he was jumping in his pool, was like doing flips in there and everything. Oh. So it was so intense. But like, so like since then, I've really been a cowboy fan because I mean, we got lucky. They flew cowboy out. They flew Fabrizio over. Doom out, Travis Brown. Um, I think Edson Barbosa too, because that's who Cowboy was fighting. So like, and Cowboy, I mean, you know Cowboy. It's like what you see is what you get. Yep. I mean, he's just a bad motherfucker. Was sure. chewing tobacco. Is like the interviews <laughs> going on and everything. And that was like in 2011. So it was kind of like this new wave Cowboy you've mm-hmm. seen, kind of with Robbie Lawler. So like, yeah. I thought he had that fight. And I mean, I I'd be curious like how you saw it because like it's different when you're at the arena like being there It'd be hard because you're just distracted. I mean, yeah. you're looking at girls going by, you're having a beer. There's all the, the just the commotion of being there. But it looked yeah. like from where I was sitting, Cowboy won that fight. Uh, yeah, I, I think it just could have gone either way. I mean, oh. I think it when it's that close, you just have to know that you you could get screwed on this one, maybe not. Yeah, you know, I mean, how many fights have they been that close and they went the other way? Mm-hmm. I, f- I feel like Cowboy is just going to get another one down the road that maybe was like really close. And he's that close to a title fight know, again. Dude. Like fuck, I know. we got to do it again now. I know. But he's it was it was so sick because like uh, me and my buddy Steve, he took his boys and we ended up getting. It's going to sound bad. We we end up getting uh, the handicap seats. Or it's like where they can like put the wheelchair so it's like movable chairs right yeah. there. And they already had three tickets and I had one in like a separate section. So it was great sitting there because I was like, oh, fuck it. I can just sit right here. The boys can stand up. But right next to us, there was like a Metro PCS like where they were doing like their own video thing in there. So like okay. Forrest Griffin was hanging out behind us. We saw a rumble. <laughs> like Steve got a picture with Forrest Griffin. Paige Van Zant was up there. Um do you know Tom Galicchio? Uh, Have you met him I yet, or do you know him? him? Okay, him. yeah, yeah, he no. was there with this kid. We grew up with Jeff Hell, but he's trained at Henderson's forever and ever. And we got—I don't know if you've seen, but he's—they the, call him the—he the, sells a uh, candy, like little candy machines. It's like a side hustle. So we just he got does. Tom. Does? Tom does no like way. just a little quarter machine candy thing. So machines? not even like like, but just like the little three oh, piece things. Like yes, Alberto's? yeah, exactly. <laughs> so up. he just bought one, of, or he just brought one into our office. So we stored one in there like two weeks ago. So <laughs> motherfucker, I don't eat candy, but now like every couple hours, you know, I'm like peanut M and M's sound good. I can eat like four peanut M and M's right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool seeing him there because, I mean, he's a guy that's been on the Ultimate Fighter twice now and made it to, like, the finale. Yeah. Probably had no business being there. I mean, at least a lot of people didn't think so. And then yeah. it was rad, like, people coming up to him and asking for his picture and everything. You know, that's in the back cool. of my mind, I'm like, it's probably the best it's going to get for him, like, fighting-wise, you know? Like, I, I don't know if he'll ever reach that pinnacle, but I know he has another fight. I think I'm allowed to say that, but he has another fight in the UFC at 155 but, uh-huh cool. so he got another one That's but awesome. dude like tyron was going out today talking shit on dana because he was saying like he was going to leak all this information and dana was going after him but like i was there i saw the wave start during the fight like everyone was doing the wave like they're at a dodger like, game like upset oh just it was like they kept chanting this fight's boring this fight's boring i heard that yeah. and then people got bored so they literally started doing the wave and then at one point everybody put their flashlights on their phone and it was like illuminating the whole place like 
People yeah. just didn't give a fuck. They talked about it on the commentary. They're like, not sure what that is, but really? they all did it at the same time. <laughs> like, it literally just, like, started over here, like, on, like, I, I don't know, it was behind one of the goalie sides. But it started on the right side, and then the whole place just did yeah, it. But, I mean, you can see it. it was no one early. cared about that fight. I mean, now he's had the two with Wonder Boy, and now this one, it's like, I don't know where he goes from here, man. Yeah, and then he, he, he talked about the sh- his shoulder on... Is that what you're talking about, the MMA hour today? No, what did he say about his shoulder? He said that he tore, like, his labia, I think. Oh, okay. In his, in his shoulder. I didn't hear that part. I just yeah. saw where he was, like, going off. And it was the MMA hour that he was talking shit on, but it was, like, he was just talking about Dana White. So and... he completely tore it. He's done it before. And he okay. did, I think, in the first or second round. And so he's like, how am I going to throw punches when I tore my shoulder? If that's true, then he I, said, like, I get it. He like, said something like... Um, like he, he, you know, he was a champion in there, so he didn't want to complain about it. He didn't even tell his coaches until after it was mm-hmm. in the back, and then all this shit happened. Yeah, poor guy. But it's so crazy to see, like now that Bones came back after all of his issues, wins the title, and everybody's kind of like always hated DC, and now he's getting like sympathy, and like it's hard not to, because like I'm the same way, like. Yeah. There's just something about like DC that just drives me crazy. There's something about like Tim Tebow that just drives me crazy. Like maybe it's because like they're just like such like a better human being than I am. I get mad about it because I have more skeletons in my closet, I think. But like when DC, like when he got on the mic with Rogan, which we can go back and forth on whether he should have been there or not, when he just said, like, you know, it's not much of a rivalry if you lose twice, like and I love to hate DC. Like, my heart just kind of yeah. fell for the guy. I'm like, It was oh. like an emotional event. You it know, was. There was like a lot of emotions that went through it, especially afterwards. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. Even just watching from the float center, like, you could feel it. Too. Yeah. yeah. Pretty crazy. See, because, I mean, it was just like, there was such the buildup, and then when Bones came out, and then that the Champ is Here song played, it was mm-hmm. like, oh, fuck. And he was, like, really back, though, this time. That felt like it, man. Like... And I think he kind of saw it in the weigh-ins, too. Like, he knew it. Like, he was letting out emotion that he yeah. usually does it. Like, he was confident as shit going into that. And, but all day... He got rocked a couple times, too. Dude, like, hard. Because Cormier got him with that right, and then I think he got him with the left, like, mm-hmm. hook one time, and it was like... It was kind of like the beginning of the Cowboy and Lawler fight. I went, oh, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Like, I thought Cowboy was just going to be out real quick, and when yeah. Cormier hit him, I'm like, this isn't going to go the way I, I thought it was at all. But yeah. you look at him afterwards... Good. No marks, good. but I mean, he definitely got hit a couple times. Yeah. So, and then the Lesnar call out, like I don't even know how to feel about. Do you yeah. want to see him fight Lesnar? Um, I mean, I'm gonna pay to see if they do it. Understood. Um, I think I'd rather see the Gustafson rematch. Mm-hmm. But it's tough. Like this new age. Is, I, is there I, money I, in it? Does anybody know who yeah. Alexander, Alexander Gustafson well, is? No, I, Brock Lesnar though. The money. Yes. Yeah, so Agreed. I mean, so from that standpoint, yeah, do it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, do it. But why would you whether would you rather him fight him or Stipe? I don't think he wants to fight Stipe. I don't think he wants to either. <laughs> and I, I think his reasoning he'd gone on to say that in all fairness to Stipe, he said nobody knows who the hell Stipe is, yeah, which but he's really I agree good. with. Yeah, I mean, and he's the motherfucker, which is crazy because he's like still an active firefighter. I think so like he's got this awesome story yeah. out of Cleveland. Nobody cares. Just Cleveland. Nobody cares. Cleveland cares, though. He fought there. They do, but no one else. I mean, like, Joanna is a bigger star than Stipe is. She's not even from here. Dude, like, I used to have a man, or I used to have the biggest crush on Mila Kunis. Like, that's all I ever talked about. Now that's Joanna to me. Like, Joanna, like, I I think partially it's because she terrifies me. 
but I love I was hoping I was gonna run into her in the fight I'm like I'll be that guy that asks for a selfie like I have to and now I've had other buddies pick up on it so like the other day she posted a picture of Dana kissing her on the forehead and like my buddies are like trolling me now like I'm getting screenshots out of it and they're commenting like oh Grayson watch out Dana's on your girl I'm like son of a bitch and it hurts it hurts so bad I hope she fights she's again soon, dude. I, I I love it. Like I wish they would do like a car with like her and Nate Nick Nate or Nick Diaz. Like that would Can be imagine. It'd be cool. I was hoping they were gonna throw one of him on one of them on Anaheim. Maybe she'll be on. I bet you Johnny Bones will fight MSG. That could be bomb. Cause we're wrong with that. No, that's because huge. that's what they're saying for GSP and Bisbee. But I saw Brennan Schaub tweet today that his sources were saying that wasn't the fight. Hmm. So I don't know. Maybe he's been behind because I knew he was kind of trying. I talk about him like I know him. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Brandon Schaub is actually just in Detroit, <laughs> and here's what he has to say about it. Well, that's, that's kind of how it feels following people on Twitter, like guys yeah. like that. <laughs> or listening to podcasts, like you feel like you get to know him. A hundred percent. I always say, like, and I think they're like now catching on to it, like whether it's Fighter and the Kid or Rogan or Delia's new podcast. Like it's like it's like a one-sided friendship yeah. where I feel like I know them and their quirks. So like no you kind of like you are. they have no idea who I am. Don't get a fuck yeah. about me but like it's like whenever you make like a new friend you kind of pick up on some of their dialect or some of their lingo you know like where you kind of start saying the same slang yeah. and you start saying the same shit about that but like nobody knows what you're talking about because yeah. they don't have that same friend if they don't listen to it like I came into work one day do you listen to congratulations no oh Crystal Lee's congratulations pod it's bomb because they're all like 45 minutes to an hour and it's That's just funny. him and it's just rants. He's so like hilarious. you can get through them really quick, but he calls like his listeners his babies. <laughs> it's like I'll come into like my customer service department, I'm like, what's up, my babies? And everybody like just looks at me weird. I'm like, oh, you don't never mind, you're not gonna <laughs> understand this. But I don't know, have you watched his stand-up specials at all or anything? Um, I actually went to one of his shows in Ontario. Okay. Pretty badass. Yeah. His it's he's just funny, it's just like that where it just feels like he's just ranting the whole time. <laughs> it's just it's epic. It's kind of how this podcast started. My old co-host, Brian Winninger, when he listened to the first one, because I think he only has like 24 or 25, so it's only been around like four months. He listened to it. He's like, that's what you have to do. He's like, you have to mix in like a little bit of Rogan and Dalia because it'll make more sense if you listen to it. Like we used to have a segment called STFU, which was just shut the fuck up. And it was just Brian like winding me up and just like getting me to like pop on something I was going to get pissed off about and then I just oh, rant shit. for like three or four minutes and just he's just snickering because he knows he's just getting me and like there was this little shark music that would start playing like <laughs> and the producer that I was getting onto something so that's kind of I just cool. said it's kind of how this started but yeah congratulations pod is hilarious just as like, a solo just as a solo and it's once a week and like now he has a couple commercials so now it's like that takes up like an extra 10 minutes yeah. he does the fucking one in the middle of the podcast that you kills commercial? me um not yet I, I gotta still work down some sponsors but if i'm nice. doing it like i want to do it just like rogan like in the beginning and at the end because I, I hate he even like records them and then just puts them on after. yeah he does not do that like live read like if you yeah. watch the early ones like he, he was doing those the, yeah. and like he totally. used to put those on youtube and then he said he found out his um, uh, his contract was just for the audio version, so he just said fuck it and doesn't do the the ones on YouTube or like I pay for YouTube Red, so like I don't see any commercials anyway. So like I think he still gets that ad revenue, but he doesn't do like the live reads on there. But like if you listen like Fighter 
or Dalia, like they'll be on this epic rant and it'll be like, oh, did I just tell you about my underwear? And it's like, <laughs> oh my, it just like kind of kills like the undies. The mo- yeah, man, it just kills the momentum of it. Yeah, and that's what I hated about radio. Like, like back then, like we'd have like Ariel on or something, and you'd get seven minutes. Like maybe ten if you could stretch it, and then you have to hit a commercial break, and that's like all you get. I mean, maybe sometimes the guys will hang on, and you'll get to keep them later. But like, yeah. this is why this medium is it's so better. much more intriguing. I mean, I can say fuck; you don't have to worry about that. Yeah, you know, I can, you're doing your own studio in my. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's a studio, people. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you figure. I already had the computer. I mean, I bought me a new one just to kind of keep up with all the shit I'm trying to do. But I mean, yeah, I got this table from Walmart, got the mic on Amazon and this off Amazon. And I mean, you're up and running. What yeah. you figure? I mean, I what mean, you, you used to send need? me what you what you have? Super easy. Yeah, no, this is called the Yeti mic. That like, if you look up like podcast mics, this is like the one they use the most. Mm-hmm. I've come to find out that if you want to do, you have two of them, like. I usually just use the one because it's just been me so far. I mean, outside of Justin Rand that I had on Skype. And these ones are tricky to do two in a computer. Like, you'd, you'd rather have, like, what they call the XLR mics, like the three-prong ones, so you can run them into a soundboard and then out. So, like, with this, you just need a little bit more kind of, like, knowledge on, like, the audio cutting stuff. But otherwise, like, if it's just going to be, like, you or, like, you and your fiancé, this is all you need because you see all these settings up here. Could you do three people? Yeah, so like I can do like right now it's set up so it just like this is blocked out so it goes this side and this side. Okay. You can have it all the way around or like when I do it, I just that. have it this side. So it's a condenser mic that condense everything out. So that's what all the different settings are. So like right now it'll pick up like some of this shit from here, mm-hmm. but primarily like it's meant and like this is what it's meant for. So like you can like do interviews and everything with just one mic. That's awesome. So like if you and your like chick it. did you mentioned starting a podcast or yeah. something, like that's I mean if you you already have the computer at work, I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. Like I pay like, um, do you have Photoshop? I just use an app on my phone. Yeah. Like, so, oh, you, you, just, you do all this stuff on the app on your phone for the company? Shut the fuck up. I swear. That's so bomb. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. That's sweet. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, I, I pay, <laughs> I think, 20 bucks a month in Adobe for their program. It's hard, man. I downloaded it uh-huh. and I tried like a little trial mm-hmm. and I was like, this is just not for me. It yeah, like if you've never used Photoshop, it just takes like... It I don't just, have that time. It's da- Sure, you're working all the fucking yeah. time. So, so the I mean, app, dude, I can just do everything and it looks like I did on Photoshop. And it'll just let you drag in your logo, like like just a little oh, PNG yeah. of it you and just everything. Save it in there, and so like it automatically is saved in the app. So anytime I want to add it, I just add logo and it puts it. Is in it like Canva it. or what do you use? Um, it doesn't I matter. It's I called mean, uh, shit. I don't even know. Typic Pro, I think. I think oh, all that shit looks bomb. Like that's what yeah, I was going to talk to you about later. Legit. Just like how you decided to start and how you did all that. It's legit, dude. Uh, Typic, yeah. Yeah, it's all through here. You can put layers in there and everything. It's oh, awesome, see, man. see, you'd learn Photoshop then if it has. I mean, yeah. I know it takes a minute, but like if there's layers and everything, like that, it's that's the easy, big thing. You know, like, phone, it's so easy. That's so sick. Because like I was always, that was like the first thing that caught my eye about your company. It was just like, oh, they're doing it. Like, and they're doing it like all like 360. Like it's all like social media. They're getting everything up like their yeah. own stuff. Yeah, like now I need to get better at that now. Dude, no, that that's how you. Solve. It looks good. Like I swear to God. By the way, the, one of the reasons I brought Matt in. 
um, is because he's the owner and employee and maintenance guy <laughs> and guru of it, it, what do you call it? the float experience or the float yeah, axe? The float experience is what what we originally thought, and then we wanted to make the website smaller, and so the float X was available, and so we just went with it. Smart, yeah, and smart. That was it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's followed me or heard me on social media or anything, like I've been floating for probably six years now. Um, and I found out about you just from like me floating in Florida and people mm-hmm. are like, Hey, I've been thinking about this. There's this place in Temecula now. It's just popping up. Like I remember like That's when you awesome. first, like we're opening and everyone was like, Oh shit. I'm like, if I move home, like bomb, there's going to be a float center there. That's and then awesome. when I got back, I think it just took me a while and I finally hit you up. And then if anybody's ever floated before, it's a weird thing. Like you can probably speak to this better than I can, but you feel like you kind of like all become friends or like family members or anything. Yeah, for sure. Which is so strange because it's like it's not like we do a bunch of talking in between. Like I just usually like diarrhea out of the mouth of like what happened in the float tank as soon as I get out and then I'm on my way. But I mean, it's like five minute <laughs> intervals, but like you always yeah. just feel like you kind of get to know one sure. another. Maybe it's just the shared experience. Yeah, of I mean, doing the float think, tank, but yeah, I think you nailed it. I mean, <laughs> just think about how many people have not done it in the world mm-hmm. so the percentage of people that have is a very small mm-hmm. percentage of people if you think about it in the grand scheme of people so i mean we share a very uh, an experience and not very many people have that yeah and we do it often so i mean that's it gets even better as you know the more mm-hmm. you do it you're right because it's kind of like i always like go back to like when i used to be like more religious or anything if you found like someone who's like the same religion like went to the same church it's like yeah oh we're friends we have like this like-minded thing and now it's like if oh, you like float. practice jujitsu and like so you find out someone else like oh shit we're in this so, like if they float or like even for me like you listen to rogan's podcast <laughs> like did we just become best friends like if i find out someone else listens to rogan's podcast i'm like all right we're, we're gonna i know we're gonna get along on a certain yeah. level like one way or the other and like floating's the same way i mean before we get too far into it I know you, you get asked it all the time, but I mean, kind of in a nutshell, what is floating? Um, let, I mean, I guess let's just start there. I mean, what yeah. what is the float tank and go from there? Yeah, so I mean, <laughs> essentially floating is floating in a huge enclosed bathtub with a lot of salt water uh-huh. um, that when you line your back in the tank, it makes you just float to the surface. And it really just feels like you're kind of just being held there effortlessly. And the tank environment itself, it's designed to block light, sound, your feeling of touch because the water is your skin temperature, mm-hmm. there's no smell. So really, floating is really putting yourself in an environment without any external distractions. And you really can only do that in the float tank. Mm-hmm. I haven't found anywhere else that you can get that experience. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, essentially floating is turning off the world for a little bit including gravity and just being with yourself for a little Mm -hmm. bit i'd be curious to hear like an astronaut's perspective on it like i'd love for like buzz aldrin to like go flow and just see if there's any parallels at all because i mean i know when i'm in there especially your new tank the one that's so fucking big like I feel like I am floating through space sometimes like I'm talking about it like I stop wearing the earplugs sometimes like when the water gets in there it's like I'm like maybe this is what space sounds like like it's so strange like I love it but I'd be curious to hear an astronaut's perspective on it have you heard of anything like that no and it's funny because when I'll describe it to people I'll say you know it's like floating in outer space and then I say well Actually, I've never done that before, but I can imagine like sure. that's what it's like. You uh-huh. know? But yeah, I would love to get someone's perspective that has actually been in space and been in a float tank. Mm-hmm. In space, you're not wet, right? But you got a bunch of stuff on, so mm-hmm. you're gonna feel that. 
but yeah I mean there's the sensation in there once you kind of lose track of where the water and the air are and you're just kind of blending in there that's like like oh shit Mm-hmm. I'm not here anymore. Mm-hmm. Am I here? And then sometimes you'll move your hand and make sure you are. Uh-huh. You know, all those little thoughts kind of go through your head in there. But like, yeah, you're essentially just turning off the world. Keep going. I'll let me distract you. You got it. You're good. So, I mean, yeah, being in space, you're literally turning off the world too. I would imagine it's pretty similar. I mean, it's got to be one way or the I mean, I don't know. I mean, because sometimes it's like you're you here, but you're not here. Yeah. And like you think... There's times like where I'm think I'm out and then all of a sudden you'll hit the side and like you kind of come back to life a little mm-hmm. bit in there. But yeah. cuz did you start with one tank? Two. You started with two. Mm-hmm. And then you've grown cuz did you get those other two at the same time? Did you go from two to four tanks? No. So we we started with two tanks. Um but we built the facility for four. So we knew we wanted to expand, but we didn't have enough money to buy four full of tanks. Uh-huh. And we were the first ones around here. We didn't know if people were really going to like it or not, uh-huh. you know, how it was going to turn out. So we figured, you know, we'll start with two, we'll get raise the awareness, get people in the tanks and, and just grow from there mm-hmm. and really just kind of build it organically and not really push it too crazy. Yeah. And it's, yeah, so far it's worked great doing it that way. <laughs> that was um, smart. Yeah. So we started with two um, and then we just saved as much as we can for about a year and a half and then finally had enough for a third one so we bought a third one and then once we got the third one we started saving 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 and finally had enough to buy two more mm-hmm. so we replaced one of them one that we started with put it at our house we haven't hooked it up yet but that's the goal of the next few months um, and then added the fourth one so yeah now we're running with four tanks and we're still booking out about one week out one two weeks that's awesome yeah it's incredible people have they still it's incredible to see the people like yourself that started really when we kind of opened up, mm-hmm. you know, and that was over three years ago, which yeah. is crazy. And it's crazy to see the amount of people that have stuck with it and to be able to see like how it's really helped them in their life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, really there's cool. only a few like I've sent that way and they're like, I didn't like it. They're like, <laughs> I hate it. like I have one friend, Jenny, that I sent to you and she told me like one time I saw her and she's like, I hated it. I was like, you're <laughs> fucking with me. She's like, I hated it. Oh, I'm like, man. what do you mean? <laughs> and she was like, the, the first one I ever heard, she's just like, and I just think she has to do it a couple oh, yeah, times. It's just yeah. like anything that's learned. Like when you try to like first do meditation, sure. it's awful and you don't get it. And yep. but I was just like, it like broke my heart. Like, what do you mean? You know, like floating. Cause I think like, were you like me that heard about it on Rogan for mm-hmm. the first time? Yeah, I think, yeah, Rogan's podcast changed my life because mm-hmm. if I didn't start listening to him, I would have never heard about floating. I might maybe have heard about it, but listening to, like, the passion that came from him, mm-hmm. you know, I was just struggling a little bit in my life at that time. This was, you know, five, six years ago. So I started uh-huh. floating when you did, pretty much. Yeah. And, yeah, I was listening to his podcast, like, religiously. Anytime I was driving anywhere mm-hmm. and just kind of connecting with with his way of thinking him and his crew I guess yeah. you know and um, really just opened my eyes up to a lot of different things and yeah float tanks was one of them so I finally tried it out first time I didn't really like it mm-hmm. um, I had a lot of you know my parents were going through a divorce at the time so I was kind of struggling with that I was like 50 more pounds than this believe it or not really um, yeah I was just going out with my friends and partying all the time yeah. and just kind of avoiding my problems uh-huh. and uh, when I got in the float tank the first time I was like, all my problems were like right there and sure. I was like oh this is, an aw- this is awful but um, I had a, a knee injury at the time and when I got out of the tank my knee felt so much better and I was like you know I gotta do that again something good came from it mm-hmm. and the second time I did it I did it like a week later and I had a, an awesome experience where'd you do it? Uh, float Spa San Diego okay is that the one in Miramar? yeah okay um, I've been there 
So I floated there. So they had that location probably. Uh-huh. When did you float there? How long ago? It was, I mean, probably a couple of years ago since I've been back in California. Do they, they have two tanks or more than that? I don't remember. Okay. I, 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 so they two or more. I they mean, maybe shared. A, they shared a facility with like a health club or something, uh-huh. and they only had two tanks in there. And now they've since moved, and they have like four tanks. But I started at the the very first one. That they I think had. it was the new one. Then probably it's probably okay. since they've moved. I think. Yeah, and yeah, it was the only place really that had tanks around here. Uh huh. And this was yeah, this was, and I think my first float there was January two thousand twelve. And they were like the only ones around here. Mm-hmm. And but the second time that I hopped in that tank, man, I had a, just a phenomenal experience in there. Yeah. And were you doing sixty or ninety? Do you remember? Uh, they were doing sixty minutes. Okay. Yeah, but it was still awesome. Uh huh. And and my knee felt better even again. And so from that point, I started going like every week, every two weeks or so. Um, and it just changed my life getting in that tank. And so I floated there for like a year and a half or so before I even had the idea of opening the place in Temecula. Damn, what were you doing at the time? Uh, working at a bank. Were you really? Yeah. Is yeah. that where you met your lady? Uh-huh. Because I know she said she works yeah. at the bank. Yeah, yeah. Super cool story. Like I w- went, was going to San Diego State, graduated. Um, wanted to buy a house or a condo because at the time it was just the right time to buy uh-huh, something. Yep. And this was in 2011, I think. So before like I even tried floating. Uh-huh. But moved back here and I worked at the bank in La Jolla and transferred to a branch in Menifee. Did you live in La Jolla? I lived in uh, OB at the time. Oh, okay. I lived, so when I, I went to San Diego State, I lived in PB for a little bit and I lived in OB. Uh-huh. And that's where I was like just partying on yeah. stuff. And, like, just, it was Makes fun. sense, it was yeah. Fun. <laughs> I didn't change the thing. Of course. Um, but yeah, so moved away from there, came back to Temecula and to, to buy a condo. So I found a place out here. And yeah, I started working at a, a bank that she was the manager of and I was like her employee. Uh-huh. And from like the first like handshake of meeting her, I was like, oh yeah, something's going down. Like, nice. there's just something about this girl. Uh-huh. And like, I, I just have a feeling, just an intuition, you know? Sure. And that something cool was gonna come of it. And so I worked there for like a, a few months and I, I was- What bank to, was this? Uh, Wells Fargo. Okay. And. The whole time I was working there, I was posting out at other jobs, like uh-huh. in, within the company, to, so I could date the girl because she was my boss. So I was like, she's never gonna date me. If I'm yeah, yeah. Working here, and so I got a job. Wait, so you were doing that just so you could? Try yeah, it? yeah. That's gangster. Yeah. <laughs> and so and I ended up finding, getting a job that my best friend is gonna be the best man at my wedding next month in September. Uh-huh. Um, he was a manager, and he like we just found a way. He hired me as like a. His, they called it a service manager. So uh-huh. like I was just like number two, basically, which is insane. I had like two best friends like running a bank, dude. It was just like ridiculous shit that ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but um, yeah, so I got away from working at her branch and then about a year later, we actually started dating. So it took a little bit of time, but I had some patience and she was in a relationship. So I w- waited for that to end, which was like super quick. And then she kind of wanted to figure her shit out uh-huh. a little bit. And then eventually we started dating and she got me a gift certificate to go floating. And now we're here. <laughs> Shut the <laughs> fuck up. Really? <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah, dude. Crazy, huh? And, and the coolest thing about it, it and now we're getting married, obviously, in, in about a month or so, but she was 100% supportive of my crazy idea of just bailing from the bank and opening up this float center that no one's done here ever. Oh my God. We just went all in, dude. Was she listening to Rogan's podcast at the time too? I mean, she would listen to it sometimes if I'd put it on a yeah. TV or something on YouTube, but not 
not like I was, like, staying up until 3 in the morning, like, listening to Sure. You know? That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like, had you never worked there, then, like... Who knows, not, like, right? That's crazy. so wild. Yeah. I love that. I was, like, super, like, interested in floating, and she knew that, and that's why she, she brought me the, the gift to go there. Because I was, like, watching all these Rogan videos, and videos that people have made of yep. like they cut stuff yep. you know totally it was like all those montage yeah, videos back then they were like super big so like you'd hear him's like what does he say like it's the greatest thing in the world they're like whatever yeah. he says like i know we had that cut out in like one of our promos of the radio really? station yeah yeah one of those videos dude uh-huh. just like changed something yep. clicked you know and then i just started researching till like two three in the morning every night like i'd come home from my my bank job uh-huh. and, and just study floating and find out where all these places were and we ended up taking a tour all the way up to we went all the way up to vancouver and floated as many float centers as we could oh shit all the way up there just to kind of see like what mm-hmm. what it was all about like mm-hmm. what are these float centers like what, what yeah. does it look like when you walk in uh-huh. what kind of tanks do they have and you know do they sell stuff there like how does it work mm-hmm. you know and so we just went to a bunch of different places, floated in as many different tanks as we could to see which ones that we would want to kind of share with people. And yeah, dude, we, we just loved it. And there was places that we went to that we knew we didn't want to run our float center like that. Yep. And there were some places that we got a lot of good ideas from mm-hmm. and inspiration. And um, we ended up going to a place in Portland, a float center called Float On. And they ran a program called a float apprenticeship. Oh, I follow them on Twitter or Instagram or something. They're I feel like they have a pretty big account. Like float awesome. on. Okay, yeah, yeah I feel awesome. like I've heard of that. They've helped so many people open float centers. Uh-huh. So I can't say enough good things about them. But um, we ended up going there and working basically at their float center for like four days. And they just kind of taught us what they did. And con- as far as like construction goes, like leasing a building, running floats, and maintaining a float tank which we had never owned a float tank sure, before sure. we had no idea we were just going in blindly to everything and uh so we got a lot of practice there and we really like figured out like oh this is gonna be pretty intense like, how long this, were you there for uh just four days oh, okay just four days and they just basically like took us through a crash course of running a float center that's fucking part. like business wise that's super smart for them oh yeah that's and, super smart but for it was them. so helpful for me because like we didn't know that we had to soundproof rooms like we did. Uh-huh. Like, we didn't know what kind of flooring we needed to put yeah. in there. We didn't know salt destroyed everything. Right. So it, was, it saved us thousands and thousands of dollars just mm-hmm. by going there and learning from them. And then we just came back and just full steam ahead, dude. Just leased the building, built it all out, and just went, at it, went after it. So from then until, like, doors open, how long are we talking? So I quit my bank job. Mm-hmm. On July 19th, 2013, we opened our doors of the float center July 19th, 2014. So it took a year to like lease a space, build, mm-hmm. get the permits from mm-hmm. the city, which was crazy. Because I was going to ask about that, like what that's like dealing with the government and trying they, to get their... Because they don't know what it is really, right? I mean, do they really know what they're permitting they no or idea. not permitting? Yeah, I have no idea. So it was really up to us to educate them on what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And we stayed super patient with them. That's why it took so long. Mm-hmm. But... Um, we educated them from like every avenue of what, what we're doing, as far as the tank is, the water, like what the salt, everything. Mm-hmm. And it, it took forever almost. Like we, we, it was almost to the point where like, this is just not gonna happen. Like yeah. they're not even gonna let us start building. We, so we, we basically hired an architect to make plans. We had to turn it into the city. And then 
it goes through all these approvals and people and then eventually they say you have to have sign-offs from um, the water district the trash district everything yeah Everyone has to sign off to say cool you can start building and that whole process took at least six months for them to like finally say yes you can open the float business and you could start building and then we started building and had to go through thousands of inspections along the way to make what sure did they that. think you were doing do you even know? I mean, they well, they definitely knew what we were doing by the time we started. Uh huh. You know, but at first they were like, "You want to do what?" Sure. <laughs> like, they're they're floating in what? What? What's yeah. going on here? Uh-huh. They have no idea. And yeah, we just patiently educated them, and we're super cool with them, and just treated them all like human beings, and sure. everything worked out. You know? Good for you. I don't know if my I, I might lash out. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot you of patience what? for that, but yeah, but you definitely did it the right way. It. You know, they're, yeah. they're people of power. Uh-huh. You know, they, they have the ability to say no to it, and but they also have the ability to say yes. So, uh-huh. you know, we just stayed patient and just put in the work, I guess. Were you thinking about doing it anywhere else, or did yeah. it have to be Temecula? I would, we definitely wanted Temecula because we just knew a lot of people here. Mm-hmm. I've lived here since 1998, mm-hmm. so... I felt like, you know, being able to expose it to my friends and family and people that at the bank and I just had a bigger network of people here. Yeah. So going outside would I feel would be a little more scary. Uh-huh. You know, not sure. really knowing anybody and sure. You know, I'm kind of more of an introvert anyway. So like going out and like in introducing it to people I don't know is like luckily for me I just do a really good job there and it's just coming in, you know, I don't mm-hmm. have to worry about going out there as much. Yeah, like I, I don't wanna get too much into the business, but like do you do any marketing these days or is it just all word of mouth? I mean, I mean, it's mostly word of mouth. Um, we're definitely been taking a lot more, just like photos at the float center. We're getting Jen in the tank and like getting cool photos. Uh-huh. We're going to be like kind of releasing some more stuff soon. We're kind of like just building a, I guess like a portfolio of stuff to just have it to launch out. Cause for a while I was just, I would basically get creative when you guys were floating and create something and I'd post something like it would just be off the wall. I would just yeah. think, oh, what do I want to post about? Like what kind of benefit that people might not know about? Sure. And then I'll try to kind of create something. But at a certain point, you just kind of lose that. Like what else can I put out there? Totally. Kind of thing, yeah. Know? And like in that, like it's almost like in like jujitsu or in any like niche, like you see the same memes everywhere. You see the yeah. same quotes everywhere. So it's like I follow, like I, I'll follow different float places and then I'll stop following them. Cause it's just like, I see the same quote, the same <laughs> meme. Like we've all seen that before. Like I've even yeah. made a couple of my own, just like do different ones. Like I made one like Rogan, yeah. like, like post float, you know, like, yeah, but I'm telling you that, that blows me away. So that you're doing it on your phone, yeah, man. man. Like yeah. I'm telling you, that was like one of the big things. I'm like, Oh, cause like, I bet you built the website too. Yeah. yeah Did you do that Squarespace? Because like I saw that, I'm like, oh, because it just looks like one person did everything. Like, I mean that like as a compliment, like not like. <laughs> see, I just built my dad's company's awesome. website on Squarespace and used the same template that you use. But like, I knew dick about it going yeah, into it. To, I knew nothing. Like I was like, all right, how do I want to do this? Here's a YouTube video. Okay, I'll figure it out. And like, yeah. if it wasn't, I don't want to shit on his employees, but like, if it wasn't for too many cooks in the kitchen, I could have gotten it done a lot <laughs> sooner. Like I knew what I wanted to do, but like, yeah. I can't code. I got buddies that can code, but it was yeah. like, oh, I built a website without knowing anything. Yeah. And like, that's how I was. Photoshop, I've just taught myself like on the fly, like over the years. And I mean, now with audio, like, yeah, I had the radio gig, but like even that, it was like self teaching. I mean, yeah. no one sat down and said, this is how you do this. And this is how you cut this promo. Right. Like you just, that way, though. it's way fucking better because yeah. like <laughs> when there's issues, better. like think about it, if anything happens to your flow tank, 
you can figure it out. It's like you're like the best car mechanic there is. Like you can strip that thing down. You can fix whatever issue there is. Oh, and like, yeah. had you just paid for someone to come install them, like, which I would probably do if I owned a float center because I'm lazy. But like, you know, every in and out yeah, of that place, yeah. man, of the showers. I mean, don't. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, haven't you put most of that stuff in yourself now? Yeah. I mean, like the showers yeah. and the showers. I like, definitely hired plumbers. To do okay. That. Um, the tanks though we installed all of them um, the two new ones the manufacturer came out and I helped them do it uh-huh. so that was nice that was man the way to go I'll tell you that yeah <laughs> the, the other ones I mean I can't even tell you how many nights like we literally stayed up 24 hours like working on those tanks like just to like get someone in there at nine in the morning uh-huh. you know and, like so many like 48 hour days like it's crazy yeah. you know? but like it's awesome because like literally I I went from this bank job that just sucked terribly yeah I mean who wants to go to a bank sure nobody yeah but everyone that's coming into the float center really really likes being there yeah man so like it makes those like 48 hour days like sure uh, emergency days you know where like Uh you bust a a pump or something like that yeah you gotta go in there and take it out but you know it's not easy it's not fun and but like once you get someone in there in the morning and they float and they come out it's like all worth it just to see that like glowingness that they have on there like people make fun of it like if you haven't floated yet there's this thing called pfg it's the post float glow (laughs) it's a hundred percent real man like it sounds like some hippie shit and i know i got some people in the south listening to this talking shit right now but it's real i mean i've never gotten a massage but like dude like go do it and you'll see what i'm talking about but it's i mean it's very similar to like a runner's or something you know it's just euphoria and you just feel so calm and relaxed like every time i come out i mean i really just like dribble off a story to you of like something that crazy happened to me <laughs> i give you a hug and then i'm on my way yeah. you know and it's just like i'm just doing that because like, i feel myself buzzing I'm like just leave you're being weird you're being weird that, like, get out of there. that's like that's what like feeds me dude i love that stuff like when i love getting the stories because some people are like very personal with their stories yeah and, you can have some pretty intense experiences of course in of people that are no longer here anymore mm-hmm. like conversations with them and when i get people sharing me that stuff like i just feel honored to be honest because i feel like that's some deep stuff uh-huh. you know? so like kind of getting like goosebumps even talking that's about cool it. like uh, yeah it's like super don't ever feel bad telling me stuff because yeah. like it, it like really means a lot you know because because <sighs> it takes a lot of work to just even create the space to be able to get to that point sure you know and so like to hear like that it actually works is like yeah you know dude it fucking on totally and like you're right like when like we started like the same time you said you were january of 13 when you started floating oh 2012 yeah i was march 2012 because i I moved out to florida in november so i think it was like march or april i'm pretty sure it was march and like then like i was making 400 bucks a week i had no car I was living across the country, like, like yeah, I was doing radio, like, and that sounds great and looks cool on yeah. social media, but I mean, it's still life, you know what I mean? So, like, those first couple times, it was, like, heavy shit, like, that I was just pushing aside that I was, like, finally yeah. dealing with, but, like, the one thing I tell people is, it's so weird, first of all, how scared everybody is to be alone with their own thoughts, that they don't want that even, like, at all, and then it's, like, sometimes, or at least for me, I can only speak from my experience, like, sometimes when those heavy things come or, like, those things, like, you're not addressing... It comes in like my periphery and then it goes, oh, that's not a bu- big deal. Oh, that's not a big deal. Oh, that's not a big deal. And I'm like, even if it doesn't tell me like how to like kind of like get out of that issue, it just shows me like it's fucking nothing. Like yeah. sometimes it's like, oh, here's the here's the solution. Go do that. You're like, oh, that was it. 
Like, that was it? It's kind of like when you, like, first start going back to the gym, you're like, all I had to do was just show up. <laughs> like, it, all that agony, like, all I had to do was just fucking show up. But people are always terrified of being alone with their thoughts. And I get that we're all in different points in our life and that there is heavy things going on with people. Yeah, but for sure. I promise you, it doesn't come in, like, a bad way. I mean, it, it's, it sounds so hippy-dippy, but, I mean, it almost kind of comes in, like, a loving way. And it's like, here's this issue that's in the back of your mind, mm-hmm. and here's kind of how to handle it. Like, I don't know if your experiences are the same way with yeah. those type of things. Like, that's just kind of, like, how I interpret it, I guess, you know? I think it's like you're, you're receiving those thoughts of things that that are troubling you, mm-hmm. but you're getting a warm hug at the same time. So That's it's like, cool. So it's like easy to kind of like bear through it, I guess a little bit. Yeah. But sometimes it can be super intense in there. And you know, you talk about that post look glow and I think that it really comes from just releasing all the negative shit we got going on in our life. And like a warm you know, you hug, go I love through, that. <laughs> you go through, say like, say you float every week. Mm-hmm. Well, you, you throughout that whole week, you're just accumulating stress and pain just from being in gravity and, being on social media and reading things that upset you like mm-hmm. you know you're just like building up all this mm-hmm. like cortisol and these stress hormones and and then you hop in the tank and then you're just like leaving it all in there and you're just letting it all go and then that's why when you get out you're just like oh my god i feel so much better mm-hmm. and you're just glowing and yeah. you really are just letting go of the shit that accumulated throughout that week or two weeks or a month or some people wait six months before they come back you know and those can be really challenging floats for people mm-hmm. that have a lot of stuff that they're kind of like holding on to that maybe they need to just kind of just relax a little bit just yeah. let it go you know and but you'll find like if you get in the tank every week and you just empty it out every week you're just freaking happy all the time totally good you know yeah like and i've like i'm now more cognizant of it like how much like i love this thing i'm on there a bunch like i don't have a podcast without like the social media yeah, like, i have to have it i'm so tired of fucking notifications like that's one thing i feel like that gives me stress like yeah it could be my mom just saying hi it could be a friend sending me a meme but it's like i see that up and then like <laughs> instantly it's just like oh, I got to respond to this. Like, yeah. oh my God. And it's just like, it's a fucking notification, dude. It's not a big deal. And like, I feel that stuff like building up. Like when I'm at work, we all communicate on Skype and like all my sales reps, if they need a load. So like, like a reload on their leads, like they'll come through Skype and there's notifications coming through that way. And like, yeah. I find myself like, and now like I'm aware of it. So like, I know it's just like, okay, it's like, it, it sounds now. so stupid, you know, but it's just like the float tank, like really kind of helped me see like things that do build up. Yeah. like stress on me throughout the day. I mean, as we're talking about it, you see us on video right now, like you're, you're stressing this way. We're having to hold ourselves up. And uh-huh. like, I'd say like it takes like a good 20 minutes of in the tank. Like where I'm like, all right, now I'm relaxed. Yeah. And then you kind of get longer. a bit deeper and you're like, okay, now I'm relaxed. And like, I kind of have these different things and all of a sudden you feel like the water is up at your eyes. You're like, yeah. okay, now I'm there. But yeah. like, you just don't realize how much you just kind of hold all this shit in, man. Like when we're sitting like this all the time, mm-hmm. You know, when I go in the tank, I like to just open up. Yeah. I'll go here. What you can do with your new tank, like oh, his new yeah. tank is, I mean, it's, I don't know the dimensions of it, but I mean, I could like stretch over out. Over by five. Okay. So like a little over eight foot long, a little over five foot wide. Mm-hmm. You should have seen us try and get them in the rooms. Yeah. It was intense. Oh, I We had to cut them in ha- half. Oh, to, okay. So you see the, there's like a white bracket that uh-huh. goes around. Usually those tanks are just one piece, no white bracket he had to, the manufacturer cut him in half and designed that like bracket to put it back together. So do you usually build the room around the tank? Is that what usually or, happens or like, or you build a bigger doorway and a bigger yeah. hallway. Uh huh. 
you know, all things that I would. Oh, do I never even thought about that yeah. shit. Yeah. But how could you have known that when you did it? Like, <laughs> how could you have known that? Like, it's another thing. Like, fuck it. Like, we gotta cross this bridge now that we've come to it because you didn't see it coming up ahead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we had no clue, and it's just things you learn along the way. But yeah, they're. But it's totally, it was worth it. It was yeah. worth doing it all and getting it in there. And mm-hmm. it was such a pain putting that thing back together and like sure. siliconing the inside so like no water can get anywhere else, you mm-hmm. know? It's intense, but once I floated in there, I was like, oh man. Yeah, I bet that's super stressful. It. I mean, it's where you're talking about like this de-stressing machine, but yeah. like the stress it brings you trying to get it together and get, I mean, just the business that's selling everything, man. Like. Yeah, it's intense. I, I, before you came over here, my business partner called me. We're having this issue right now and everything. And I just told him, like, be a business owner. They said it'll be fun. They said, you know, <laughs> like everyone just looks at it like it's all oh, it's super easy, but you don't know all the bullshit behind the scenes or worrying. Like, you're lucky that, I mean, I guess it's a double edged sword that you don't really have employees, but then you're also the only employee. So. I can't wait to have employees. Yeah. You know, but at the same time, like, I'm still learning the whole process. You know, and I, if I want to open another one one day, like I want to just, I want to be able to have a team of people running it how I am right now mm-hmm. or how they're going to run it. You know, they're not going to run it like me. They don't own the place, but so I can't expect them to do that. But yeah, I want to get a team of people to actually like help me clean the rooms. Like that's not the funnest. Totally. You know, at three, three years of it now. So uh-huh. yeah, cleaning up after people's showers and it's not, it's not fun. That's, I guess, the dirty part of it. Uh-huh. But having employees will actually give me time to maybe branch out and build one that has a wider hallway and a wider doorway. Do you want to do a second center? I don't know. I'm, I'm really up in the air. I think eventually, mm-hmm. but I think that we still have a lot of work to do at the one we're at right now. You know, we just finally maxed out at four tanks. Yeah. So it'll be a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. I would do it differently than like maxing out credit cards and like sure. <laughs> putting everything into it. Like how did we just pull this off yeah. kind of thing? Like we had no idea. But you off. have to like, we got, we raised some money when we started this last company and it was like, now looking back, it's like, oh, we would have never spent money doing that or like doing this. <laughs> totally. Like, but like, I, we wouldn't have learned that lesson had we not done it. Cause I mean, like when we first started this app, it was like, oh, we got to get a bunch of users on this thing. And it's like, no, it's just like ass backwards. Like we would figure out how to make money yeah. from it. Like it's just wasted tens of thousands of dollars, like figuring out issues, totally. you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of the way it goes, yeah, dude. Yeah, figure it out. Yeah. But yeah, it sucks that we had to learn about like sound, having to soundproof. And did stuff. you learn that after the fact, like after no, the walls we went up and everything? We, or? we did a really good job with the soundproofing. There are mm-hmm. certain areas that are that are weaker in, in there, but you know, I I biggest compliment I'd say I'd get, or like the most popular compliment is that they don't really hear much. You know, maybe some drips from the shower. You know, very small things, mm-hmm. but for the most, nothing from outside the room. I should no, say. No, I've never heard a thing. You know, and yeah. and. And I've definitely floated to places where I could definitely hear stuff going on, mm-hmm. like, outside, and it was, like, super distracting. Yeah. So, like, to put all that effort into making it like that, it's like, when someone says, like, I didn't hear a peep, I'm just like, yes. Yeah. Outside, I'm just like, fuck it. That's and, awesome. You know, it's a good feeling. Uh-huh. But, you know, opening another one, there's there's so many other things that I would do differently, and I think that would be really the only reason I'd want to open another one, is just to kind of do it better. Yeah. Do it better. Yeah. Uh-huh. not and to get more people floating mm-hmm. if I had another place with say five or six tanks I'd be able to help get that many people more floating in Temecula or I bet you could do them. another one like in the city like, or like maybe in Marietta and both of them would be packed Menifee. like I think there's that many people like it's one of those things when you first tell people like you're doing what oh, like yeah, so weird they, they like think you're taking DMT or something you know yeah. it's just like what are you just doing it's just like 
no, I'm just sitting there naked in the tank, man. Like, doors yeah. closed. Like, what if you're claustrophobic? I'm like, you're not. Like, if you are, like, it doesn't feel like it in there. Like, just get Shoot. in. That's what I tell people. Like, but they, and like, it's better now, which I'm sure, like, you've realized too. Like, even like for business, that like, more people have become aware. But like, it's still like very niche. Like, they had to have heard someone do it or like heard the podcast, obviously. Cause like, you know, like, we talk about Rogan a bunch, but like, mm-hmm. every float tank you go to, I mean, 90% of them, if not 99% of them are because of Rogan. Because they heard it on there. Like, a bunch of them were because they heard it on there. At least in my experience, no? You I, obviously are more seasoned yeah, driving I'd up and say, down. Like I'd say it, there's a lot. Um, I'd see a lot of people that open float centers heard about it from Rogan. Okay. But I don't... That's more what I'm saying. Like, yeah, people that have opened float yes. centers, yes, yes, because like everyone I've gone to right. is Rogan, or like you'll, they'll have on their thing like, "How did you hear about floating?" Like right. Joe Rogan's a checkbox I'd say on maybe there. Like ten like, percent are coming in through Rogan, like saying like that. That makes sense. I, I agree with that. But the owners of the float centers are ninety percent Joe Rogan fans. For sure. Like for like, or at least it seems like it to me. Like in my little yeah. feedback loop, you I know? think in maybe. Maybe newer centers or more people that are actually been floating at mm-hmm. centers. You know, mm-hmm. Maybe places that are in construction now. But I'd say like the wave of when when we opened were a ton of Rogan people because that's when he was like really pumping it up. I mean, yeah. That's when we started, me and you started yep. floating. Mm-hmm. That's really when his podcast started to get big, and yep. and he would just talk about it almost every one of them. Yeah, you're right. You know, I was at a point where I knew I was going to try it eventually. Right. But. I'd say like way less people now are coming in through Rogan. Mm-hmm. I'd say even more like Stephen Curry fans are coming in. Really? Because he like did a thing on ESPN uh-huh. and he just did something with Kaiser that really pumped it out there in like basketball season. Like, yeah, like, it's like Curry fans. I got sent a couple of those things. I've gone like on a hiatus where I don't watch like outside of UFC. I don't watch sports like at all. Like I don't, I don't watch, watch ESPN. Anything. I don't watch TV. Like I watch Netflix and YouTube. Like and that's it. So like yeah, there's like this outside world that kind of happens with like Steph Curry. And then like I really don't see it. Like, people send me articles really. and shit. You know, like that. That's it. But yeah. I, that's that's interesting that people be coming in because I mean it makes sense. A lot of people know who Steph Curry is over Joe Rogan. You know, I mean. Yeah. We, I mean, there's like the underground Joe Rogan people, Steph Curry. I mean, your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, everybody knows mm-hmm. who it is. Like, I saw him. Like, I saw, I think it was like Zach Efron did it somewhere or something like that, too. So, like, that probably got like another little pop of people checking out, yeah. which, yeah, which yeah, I like. Yeah. So, it kind of like desensitizes it a little bit. So, like, cause like or destigmatizes it because like people do kind of think it's kind of crazy. So, like, if you see do, yeah. Steph Curry or you hear about like LeBron and them having it or the Heat Tom or whoever had, like, Tom Brady has it, it's like, the Chicago Cubs. Yeah, you just know. installed a tank and, yeah. the year they won did, the World Series. Did they? Yes. Oh, okay. They installed a tank in their training facility the year they won. See? And, like, I think you're kind of the way, I mean, even though you're the business owner, like, the more people floating, the better. Yeah. The more float centers that are doing it right, th- the better. Like, Providing I think everyone. Yeah. Because, like, I heard right. um, uh, Massage Envy was getting into it. I don't know if you heard that or if you read anything about it. And, like, Part of me went like, okay, that's good. And then I went, fuck. <laughs> like, they're not going to put the care into it. Because, like, everyone, like, every owner I've met of a float center was, like, the person putting in the tanks or, like, was super involved in the process. Yeah. Like, help it come from the ground floor Nothing. up. And, like, if you're Massage Envy, like, are they just the TGI Fridays of, like, float centers at that point? Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not even worried about it, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I think that... that my people are just going to stay at my place anyways, you know? Yep. Like, they're not going to go to Massage Envy and get a better flow. Mm-hmm. They're just not. Right. You know, because Massage Envy is really not going to put in the love and, like, just look at it from all angles and providing mm-hmm. the experience. I mean, you notice when you come in, 
everything's the exact same. Like you go in the room and everything's the same as it is every time mm -hmm. because I'm really looking at things that could stress you out in the process. And the whole point of coming in is just letting go of everything, not having thoughts, just being able to just seamlessly go through the experience yeah. without having like things like trouble you. Cause when, and you probably know now from floating for so many years, like when you're going in with troubling thoughts, it's a lot harder to relax in the float tank. Right. The float tank is the same every time you go in, mm -hmm. but you're not. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, you know, like, like your friend, uh -huh. like, oh, I didn't like it. Well, really you just didn't like yourself for those 90 minutes. Yeah. You, know, you didn't like your company. Uh -huh. You maybe like your thoughts, you, you were uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And you know, just like if you go to the gym for the first time in a long time, like you're gonna be super uncomfortable. It's gonna suck. Like you're probably not gonna wanna go the next yep. day. Same thing could be in the tank when you're when you're going through those thoughts in there. Mm -hmm. like you gotta practice in that float tank to start liking it. No, you're hundred percent right. And like it's so fun, like when you're putting the new door markers up, I was like we talk about attention to detail again, but I was like, everything's the same. <laughs> because it was like the, the door stickers are the same, like blue and green or whatever yeah. the color is, just like it all looks the exact same. And like I guess I never thought about it till now. Like when I get into the tank, it's the same exact thing. Like I take my clothes off, I fold them so like I'm not stressed about that. I put yeah. my phone on airplane mode so I never even have to play with like, oh, did I just hear something buzz or ring? Like I do yeah. everything the exact way. Like when I go back, like, I put the towel the same place and it's just like, mm -hmm. okay. And like, it's almost like, like how probably people go into church now. Like it's like a, it's, there's a sanctity to it all, you know, like sure. I come in, it's like I start breathing, like I get comfortable and it's like, I'm here. <laughs> like it's time to do a little bit of work now. Yeah. But like I do like, mm-hmm. And like I always trip on it because like this thing too, like just even knowing it's outside of there sometimes, I'm like, oh, I wonder if I got a notification or something. And like, how bad is that? It's awful. <laughs> it's fucking awful. Like I was a fan of pain pills when I was younger, and like it's no different. Like right, don't yeah. get it twisted at all. Like it's no different. And like whenever I go there, like I'm usually like posting like a boomerang or something just to let people you know like where I'm that, at, like, you know? Like, totally, I will. <laughs> but then that stupid little guy, like in your ego is like, I wonder how many people have seen that. Like, I wonder yeah. how many likes does that has? Like, do people know I'm here? Like, I wonder if they're liking Flodex right now because of it and everything. And it's just like, that's the little thing. So like, sometimes like I'll film it and I'll just be like, all right, I'll just post it after I leave or something. Yeah. But like most times it's just like, but then I, it's just, it's anxiety. It's just anxiety. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. the way it goes. But, and like, as soon as you get out, like I fight it too. Cause it's like, when I get in my truck, I'm like, I don't even want to listen to a podcast. Like I'll have the podcast on the way there and music is like, no, I just want to kind of just stay quiet. Mm -hmm. And then I kind of get home and like, you know me, like I like doing it in the evening cause I can kind of just take that yeah. to then come home and like, I usually just like smoke a bowl or something. And then I'm like, all right. And how now, well do you sleep? Amazing, <laughs> amazing. Like I sleep pretty poorly. So like I try to like not supplement it all that much, like with like melatonin. Cause then I think I kind of yeah. get reliant like on that. It's like, oh, I'll just, I can take 30 milligrams or whatever. But like those nights, I know I'm good. Yeah. Even if I nap in there, because like sometimes I'll fall asleep. Like sometimes yeah. you don't know if you're asleep or not. Like there's kind of <laughs> that that level too. But like yeah. every night I get home, it's just like I kind of float through the door, say hi to my roommate, float upstairs, <laughs> and I just get in bed. And like I'm better now. Like when I come in, I try and be in like comfortable clothes or something. Like doesn't have like a lot of steps. Like I don't want to put socks on, then shoes on. Like I try and come in, in like joggers or something, and just like a shirt. And I'm just like okay. Cause then when I get out, like then I'm like, oh, why don't I want to put all this like shit on? You Absolutely. know, yeah. I love that place. It's man. a practice, man. Like you're in your own practice, like uh -huh. you're doing your own thing, and that's what's fucking beautiful about it is like there's all walks of life that are coming in, 
you know, there's Rogan people, but there's also like 80 year olds that are in like really bad chronic pain. And they, who was that guy you posted about the other day? Was oh, it like Dale? an older guy that was on there? Dale? Yeah, Dale? <laughs> He's amazing. I love Dale. He, yeah, he comes in uh, every week. His wife comes every other week with him, but he comes every week. He's had a lot of like back surgeries, like knee surgeries. I think he had maybe some of his hip. A lot of like stuff going on mm-hmm. from like m- motorcycle accidents. He said he was just like a crazy guy yeah. growing up. Awesome. So just life just like tore him down. Uh huh. And he said he's been on pain pills for, for the longest time, and and they just tried the float tank randomly. They heard about it from their hairdresser and came and tried it out. And he like when he got out the first time, he was walking you know out of the hallway like towards the lobby. And he was walking like really slow, and I was like, "Hey, how do you feel?" And he's like, "He's like, well, I'm afraid to move because I'm afraid I'm gonna go back to all that pain." <laughs> like he literally was just good, and he, he didn't want to like go back to uh-huh. it, so he was like just walking really careful. Yeah. And, and then I've seen him every week since then. Really? Yeah. And he's I'm taking way less medication. He's like, and I can kind of tell about at about a week that I need to get back in there. It's 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 crazy see and that's people the thing they don't people don't understand either is like the residual effect of floating yeah. like not only like the physical but like mental too and like vice versa like right. they, like it's not like you don't just get that benefit that day like you get it like two three four five i mean a month after two months after you know i mean for some of that kind of like heavy shit Someone's or anything you know like like i've definitely had stuff where it's like it's kind of like a dream. Like it'll come back to me. It's like, oh, I forgot. Like I learned that lesson in there or something. Yeah. Like or I forgot that kind of came to me that way. You know, like I'll be in a stressful situation a few days down the line. I'm like, oh, I kind of, I know how. Th- I know this now. Like, I kind of have the answer to this problem. Yeah, but cool. you, you forgot you had it. But how, like, what is the demographic now that you have? I mean, imagine it's, it's just across the board. Yeah, like, it's older people in pain. It's athletes. Um, like MMA fighters mm-hmm. that are like really training hard. Mm-hmm. Um, been seeing more CrossFit people come in recently. I bet. Um, I re- I'm surprised like the jiu-jitsu community doesn't really come in often. I think when I was going to jiu-jitsu more, like a lot of them were coming. So Where were you like, going? Um, Carlson Gracie. Okay. I hurt my rib and I had to like cancel a full day of floats and like I was like, you know what? I'm not doing that until I have employees anymore. I'm mm-hmm. just not going to do it. It's yeah. not worth it for me. Like, I was, like, devastated having to call people and, like, cancel their flow. It just mm-hmm. killed me inside. So I just haven't been back since I heard my rib. But um, when I was going, I was definitely seeing more of the jiu-jitsu community. Yeah. But it, when I was going to, like, a jiu-jitsu class, I would go to class and I would go float. And I would just feel so much better after. And you can almost recite, like, what you learned in class. Yeah. And it's, like, a lot that. easier in the tank. So... I don't know, like a lot of people like so we do have some that come in so they're utilizing it um a lot of just moms people are using it for their hormones they just like really help themselves like we have a a wellness place uh, it's called uh, optimal wellness center a mm-hmm. doctor um her name is dr blancet she runs it and there's a physician's assistant her name is sharon um you know this they, they refer people to me like every day they're telling people about our place to awesome. come and just help themselves get better and they said you just you have a lot of stress like, just go mm-hmm. float it'll yeah. help you it'll help you and they come and I show them the tank and they're all just you know it's everybody is coming in mm-hmm. and it's not just like one group of people which is so awesome because it could help everybody sure there is no like mm-hmm. one group that it's helping more than another like, I wish yeah. they would start putting them at universities. They should. Like, I mean, with all I'm the sure kids on Adderall, and, like, you know what finals week looks like. See, like I lived down in San Diego for a couple of years. I was living in UTC. All my roommates went to UCSD and were med school students, and, like, my other group of buddies were all at San Diego State, and I went to junior college and then dropped out. So yeah. I just partied in between the two places there. But, like, looking yeah. back at, like, how – especially, like, all the guys um, taking their MCATs, 
Like, they needed a float tank then, man. Like, they're just firing on all cylinders and hopped yeah. up on Adderall and studying hours on end. I was like, oh, like, they would really benefit from that shit. We have like, students come in. UCR people do you? come in, yeah. Or people even just at Palomar will come mm-hmm. in. Some people, will have, I'll play their, they'll read their study guide and they'll record it and they'll have me play it and they'll listen to it in the tank when they're in there to just, like, have no distractions and they're just taking in that. No shit. Yeah, and I was like, man, I wish I knew about floating when I was in school. What like, did they say that helps? Like, I wonder... Yeah, they said because you're you're able to intake the information, like you're listening to it, but like literally you can't grab your phone, like you can't click on a, an email, like you can't distract yourself. Like you're just forced to just sit there and listen to and it. It's like a new perspective of listening to it, I yeah. guess, you know, like I listening to like with like a new set of like ears and eyes and just kind of taking it in differently. Like mm-hmm. that's smart as shit. But I would imagine it's really helpful. Like, have you ever floated with sound before? Like, yeah. have you ever done, like, the binaural beats or anything? Like, yeah, I've actually been doing that a lot recently. What do you think? And I never did it before. I was like, I'm like, no, dude, you, you don't want anything in there. You yeah, know, you just, yeah, of course. I was so religious about just not, uh-huh. like, no music in the beginning, like, nothing. You know me, I'm the same yeah, way. Like, totally. no no light, no music, like, I'm just getting in. That's like, all right. And, like, when I would go to Float Spa San Diego, dude, I'd walk right in, and I'd tell them, like, I don't want any music in the beginning. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, I'd do the same thing right yeah. there. But recently, I've been like, you know, I'm just going to, why not? I'm just going to play it for, like, the first 20 minutes might blow. And I'll just, what I'll do is I'll make a playlist, and I'll play, like, the last four songs, and then it just turns off. Mm-hmm. And I set a timer on there, and it just turns the music back on at a certain time. So I can listen to it for a little bit, and I went through some deep floats with that music on. I'll play, like, binaural beats. Uh-huh. Um, I, I played uh, Liquid Mind meditation music in there. And, dude, I went somewhere that I've never gone without the music. Really? Yeah. You should do it one time. Dude! Even if it's just 20 minutes, like, uh-huh. you'll, you'll be like, it's just different. I think the more comfortable you are in the tank, the better it is with the music. Yeah. Because you're... You still are able to kind of like be there and you're kind of toning out the music, but the tones are almost like relaxing you faster. Mm-hmm. Super cool. I don't know. You should try it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know how to describe binaural beats to someone that's never heard of it, but it's just frequencies. So yeah. it's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. but it's that you can raise, like, you can make a higher frequency or a lower frequency. But like, I have an app on here that's kind of called, I think it's just called binaural beats or whatever it is. And like, when I go lift, I'll go sit in the sauna for 20 minutes, and I usually just put that on when I'm in there and kind of try and do, like, a little Wim Hof breathing, like, meditation nice. while I'm in the sauna with the binaural beats on. So, like, have you done a full 90 minutes with it playing? Um, no, but I've done, like, 45 minutes with, it, like, the most. But not a full 90. Because I, I, I really like the silence in there, too. Like, so there was, like, th- three or four times I did it with music for, like, 30 minutes or so. And then one time I had it playing, and I set it for 40 minutes, and about halfway through, I was like, man, I just really wish the music wasn't on. Uh You know, like, there's Mm -hmm. just some times where you just need that, just nothing, just silence, so you don't want anything. So I don't know, I think it just depends on, like, maybe your mood going into it. Because I even had a feeling when I was putting the track and I was going to listen to it, I was had that feeling like I kind of wanted a a quiet time in there. And, you know, I fucked it up, but... And then it's like you couldn't bring like the iPod in, like I not even that. I know there's auxiliary cord in there and all, but like then you'd be fucking with it, right? Like if you had like the access to be able to like control it inside, yeah. or you know, there there's there's tanks now that have that ability where you can just you know, a customer could bring in their phone, hook it right up to the tank, and listen to whatever they want. And I was like, nope, <laughs> definitely not. Yeah, I'm like they're not going to get the best out of that experience. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, it's cool. It's cool to listen to music in there sometimes. Like it really is, but. You know, we have members that come in that 
like set they'll make a playlist from home on, a, on like a separate ipad and they'll bring it in and they'll have me play it for them when they're in there and like i think it's the coolest thing because like with like country music and no, stuff no, 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 or like, like it's all like okay like, 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 uh-huh, okay cool like, like guided meditations binaural beats uh-huh. stuff like that and they'll just have me play it for them and i think that's way better than them actually having control of it mm-hmm. i think that being able to relinquish the control is important in there because that's the when you can just surrender in there is like when you can have a really magical experience. Yeah. And when you're when you finally have nothing, it's so rare to get your brain like that. Our brains are always going, we're thinking, we're moving, we're dealing with all the the inputs that are coming in. Mm-hmm. And when you can just finally quiet it down and there's no thought and there's absolutely nothing, it's like almost magical in yeah. the tank. So that, but I think even like having the ability to control your what you're listening to in there like kinda makes it harder to do that. And, like, it's one of those things, too, like, getting in there, it's it's so easy to get back to that thing you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, to that, like, peaceful state. Like, the, it's, it's, the, the more, more you, you do it, it like, I, I take times off. Like, I just, I make excuses and I just yeah. don't get in there as much as I need to. That's you know? all like, it is. Sometimes it takes, like, longer for me to get into that. But, like, when I'm on, like, two a month or whatever, it's just, like, I slip in takes you five minutes and i'm like oh i know what this is like like here we meet again like it's really really easy to get back into that that frame of mind or whatever you want to call it Mm -hmm. but i just i I love the benefits of it and i love that everyone's doing it and like i tell people like i'm like how people are about like veganism or like crossfit where you tell everybody like that's what i am about like flow tanks and joe rogan like (laughs) if anybody ever asks like that's why i always post about it because i want people to ask me questions because like I know that everyone can benefit from it like no matter what just enjoy 60 minutes 90 minutes of just nothing just you. hanging out like just you it's not Learn that bad it's, it's not that bad and like oh, that's great since so then like I've gotten in better shape like I go hiking now like now I'm like oh, <laughs> it's probably sounds sad but like I'm alone a lot more and like it's not a big deal like I go on four or five hour hikes by myself. I go camping by myself now and everything. And I get a similar reset to it, but I just think the it's supercharged in the float tanks is like what might take you a couple days of out being camping by yourself. You get in that 90 minutes in the float tank, you know? No gravity, a lot of magnesium. Mm -hmm. That's helping. And just the no input really is the main thing. But yeah, dude, I used to not, I used to be so worried that someone wasn't going to text me to go out and hang out. You know, I'd be like, man, fucking text messages today. Mm-hmm. like like i always want to be out and with people and now i i crave that alone time like in the tank like, i'm in there like three four times a week now how long do you do do you do 90 minutes or do you go longer I'll or go just... to at least 90 sometimes mm-hmm. i'll do an hour in there if i don't have a lot of time sometimes i'll just do like 45 minutes if i really don't have time uh-huh. but it's better than nothing yeah just getting in there for even 30 minutes you'll feel better when you're right out you know so but i get in there like at least three times and that's after you've already worked and cleaned and all, is it usually at night? Yeah, or? Oh yeah. Um, except for Mondays, I'll, cause I'm close to maintenance Mondays. Mm-hmm. So I'll usually go to the gym at six and then I'll go float right after that and then I'll do all my stuff. Damn. So I'm just like, whatever, I'm ready to go. I'm, and the morning floats really awake, make me wake up mm-hmm. and I'm just pumped on life when I get out of there in the morning. Yeah, I and bet. Yeah, you, have you done a morning club? Before? I don't think so. Like I've done like an afternoon on like a Saturday, but like I've never done like that nine ten o'clock like first thing up thing. Try it like when you don't have something really intense that you'd have to do after mm-hmm. because like that could kind of fuck it yep. up. You might be really thinking about that in there, but like try to do it on like a slower day. But like start your day with it, like a day off. Like mm-hmm. start your day with a float, like the first session. That's smart. And 
and you'll love it, dude. Because like you get out of there and like it's the opposite of when you do it late and you get home and you're like ready to go mm-hmm. and you're ready to just pack a bowl and yeah. go to bed, you know. Uh-huh. But if you do it in the morning, like it's the opposite. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go on that hike right now. Like, I'm yeah. Oh, that's that's what I'll do. I'll book my next one just on a Saturday morning. That's yeah. smart. Yeah. It's just I don't know why I've never thought about doing that. Like you're right. Like I, I always hearken it back to the gym. But like I've been doing the Jocko Willink thing for like the last I don't know a like year. Nice. Uh, I get up at four. I'm at the gym at four thirty, and then I'm usually at the office by six thirty. But it's like I panic the whole time I'm at the gym because I just know. Like even though I know I have plenty of time, it's like I know I have the office I have to be at to like get everything going. And like yeah. just this last month, I've been going after work. And I get out at two thirty, like whatever. It's an easy fucking day. Like Dude. so, like two thirty, like three. Like I'll do like some paperwork, and I'm out by like three. And now I've been going to the gym afterwards, and I've found it so much better because then, if I want to do cardio, like I have enough time. If I want to do thirty minutes in the sauna, like I'm not rushing out of there because like before I'd be in the sauna, so you gotta get out, like gotta get in the shower, gotta, gotta get yeah. to work, I gotta go do this. Like what if something's wrong? And yeah, I think part of it, gonna be okay. it's gonna be fine. Like asshole, like like it is every other day. Like nothing that bad happens, you know. But the it's helped like anxiety wise just going after work because I can just take my time and like yep. even like I usually take a couple of hits on like the vape pen before I go in or something like before I go to the gym and then I'm just like I'm not stressing about it but yeah. I gotta get in the flow tank more but I love that more and more people are going to it it's just it's cool to see it's like, so cool man I'm going to a float conference uh, not next week but the week after and we've gone every year but one since we started we went actually a year before we even opened mm-hmm. and to be around a big group of people that all like facilitate floats and are all just like super pumped on floating it's so cool Mm -hmm. and the energy is so awesome but it's just buzzing like it's palpable uh, it's just something else (laughs) Uh because here like there's no one that i can really talk to you about what i'm like no one is doing what i'm doing right so when I'm there, it's full of a bunch of people that are doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And like you get this high from that. Yeah. And I come back and I'm like pumped up, ready to go, you know? Super cool. That's so sick. But it's like my brother lives in North Carolina. It's so like for Christmas, I found a group on for him of like a float center. Um, the guy I used to do radio with lives out in Pittsburgh and he went to a fucking super cool float center. Like I Googled one, I'm like, here it is, like give him a call. And like nice. we used to go floating all the time in Florida, but like I think they even follow you on Instagram. I think I found them. I, mean, I know there's a bunch of places that do, but like it was a cool spot. And it's just like, like when like I was in like middle school or high school. Like remember, like I was like super in like pop punk and different shit like that and everything. It's like you knew about a band. And, like you didn't want everyone to know about that band. Like you wanted some people, but like you didn't want the world to know about it because then it made the band not cool. Yeah. But it's like that's like Rise Against. Like, um, I did. Yeah, I like them. But like I was like even like before that, like I was like the early days of like Blink, like Newfound Glory, like yeah. all that yeah, shit. Yeah, like totally. how old are you? Uh, thirty. Yeah. See, I'm thirty one. So be like thirty one on the fourth. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, August. Yes. Nice, man. Um. Yeah. So like I was the same. Like I graduated high school in 04. So I mean it was like yeah, early stages, like all that shit. I mean. I've probably Where seen you go to high school? Marietta Valley. Oh, okay. It was the only high school there in Marietta then. I, I think Vincent, did you? Did you play sports or anything? No. Okay. Yeah, I just played. I played <laughs> basketball and I played football and quick because I hated it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys were intense at Temecula. I always remember Dude, that. I felt it like was, it was just not my thing. Yeah. I had some friends that were doing it, so I'm like, I'll do it and I just didn't like I like mixed martial arts and uh-huh. that's pretty much it. Like Will you still roll now or you won't just because you're worried about getting injured? Um, no, I'm. Or you don't have the time. Well, I guess some employees, I'll, I'll go back uh-huh. for sure. I love jujitsu; it's so fun. 
Well, you know, my boys opened up the Tenth Planet here in Marietta. I heard, I heard. Yeah, so I mean, it's if you want to go roll, they do. I don't know what time do you guys open there? What time do you get there? I do until I hire people. There's no way. Yeah, and I'd I'd still go back to Carlson Gracie like. Um, Tom, the owner there, is freaking amazing and just such a great instructor. I think he lives down the street. I keep seeing that purple van truck thing they have. Does he kind of have like the white hair? Uh, or is that a different guy? That's Gene. He has actually created our app. Oh, really? And okay, I think he lives down the street from me he then. Has, um, he has, uh, he just opened Carlson Gracie South Temecula, which is actually right by my house. Oh, okay. But yeah, that guy's super cool too. He made your app? Yeah. He like knows how to do all he that He has shit? an app company too. Really? Yeah. That's wild. I think he made it after a Bravo or something. Did he? Yeah, I think so. I still haven't met him yet. Have you met him yet? No. And you haven't met Rogan yet, you said, right? I've met Rogan, yeah. We talked to him about floating a couple... Because he, he randomly followed us on Twitter, and I about shit my pants. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and, uh, and then we were... It was funny because we were going to see him uh, for a New Year's show. At, uh-huh. in Holly, I think it was like Hollywood or somewhere down there in LA. And that's just how I broke the ice like he he hung out with everybody afterwards and it was like a super like intimate room mm-hmm. there's maybe like 150 200 people Sick. maybe yeah um, probably not even actually and so he just hung around after and just like took pictures and talked to everybody and I was like hey thanks for following us on Twitter the other day and was like, <laughs> I was like oh we're at the float X and he's like oh yeah and then like so we just talked to him for a little bit and just shot the shit about floating and that's dope yeah dude it was it was it was like such a surreal moment like, sure. I wish I could just go back and do it again so uh-huh. it wouldn't be as like reserved I was more like starstruck like holy shit like, yeah. you're the whole reason I even did this right you know? and like listening to him like when I was like struggling in life mm-hmm. and, like listening to that podcast and mm-hmm. how powerful that was mm-hmm. and like being right there talking to him about floating it was just so bizarre yeah man. so bizarre. no I totally get it cause like when I was living like I didn't have a car in Florida so like on the side of radio I was managing this uh, halal cafe and it was like five miles from the house and there was many mornings I'd walk there and I would just back then not even have the podcast app. Like that's how dense I was. I think I just knew about it from YouTube. Yeah. So I would YouTube, it's called like YouTube dash MP3 where you could like download audio and it was just like the montages of him talking about like all that shit, or, like the get your shit so together awesome. and like all that. Yeah. And like that's what I would listen to going to work. And like that was like my motivation. I was like, all right, I can get there. And then I met him at um the end of the world podcast he did on election night. Dude, I was there. Were you? Yeah. At the comedy store? Yeah. I was oh, like, no, no. We, it was on election night. End, oh, no. We went to the end of the world, the uh, 1222 or whatever. Oh, okay. Uh, it was at the Wiltern. Okay, yeah. yeah this was at the store, just this last one. It's like when like, weed got legal and everything, like Burt Kreischer <laughs> and all that, and we're like lighting up a joint. Like, <laughs> That's awesome. And like, I, I just kind of like rambled out of the mouth. I'm like, man, like next time I wish like I would just have like a buddy take a picture of me talking to him and just like shake his hand and just yeah. say like, thanks, you know? Like, I'm not trying to get anything. I'm not trying to take a selfie. Like, totally, yeah. I let the buddy take a picture, but like, yeah. just say thanks. And I mean, that goes to him. I mean, fucking Brian Callen, like Aubrey Marcus, like all that shit. Just then, like, it was all those montage videos yep. back in the day of them just, or Duncan, like all his shit. Like, dude, we watched all the same shit. Dude, like, that's like, it. Like, we I probably watched, like, literally the same I, shit. Especially, like, all the floating ones. Like, that, that's the stuff I cut up everything from, oh, yeah. like, back in the day. Like, there was. Duncan's gonna be at this float conference I'm going to. Is he? Doing a live podcast. Is he? With Christopher Ryan. No! No! no. conference. Dude! I'll, I'll put shit on uh, our stories probably. That is so sick. Like, I wish the three of them would get back together and do another podcast. I can't oh, remember yeah. what they were calling that there for, like, indentured or tangentially speaking. Or is that his podcast? But either way, it was Chris yeah, Ryan, yeah. Duncan, and Rogan, and they were yeah. doing those ones there for a little bit. Like, because I love it, because, like, Chris and Duncan are just, like, 
so lefty on like everything. Like Duncan's like wholesome about it, where like Chris Ryan's like very like more militant towards yeah. it, I guess you'd say. But I'd like say, I yeah. used to love those podcasts. So is it Duncan's or is it Chris's podcast they're doing it? Do you know? Duncan's. Yep. Nice. Super pumped. That's so sick. Yeah. It's huge. Aubrey Marcus spoke at a, at a flow conference. I've seen ago. his speech on YouTube at it or whatever. It's yeah. like 25 minutes or so, but I've watched that. We didn't go because we just opened. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we opened a month, be- not even a month before that. Damn. So it was like our first month. Damn. That's no crazy. Way. Yeah, he, he opened my eyes to a, a bunch of stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, I bought so much stuff through on it. Like, I got a warrior. Did you get, like, have you bought stuff through on it? Oh, yeah. So they, like, give you, like, patches. Like, uh-huh. you spend, like, a certain amount of money. Mm-hmm. And I've gotten, like, almost to the point where I can, like, Skype him. Really? But then I just, like, <laughs> but then I just, like stopped buying. Cause yeah. And then they have Alpha Brain and Sprouse now. So I'm just like, oh, let's grab it there. I was talking to him the other day because they have it locked up or whatever. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, were people just stealing it? And they yeah, said they're the number one store in California for on it products. And it's all Alpha Brain that they're selling out of yeah. there. So, like, there must be a beat. Like, we must all know about it there. <laughs> but that's where I get it from all the time. Yeah. But like, I just found out about those um, like on it points. I can't remember what they call or whatever. And like, looked the other day and I had like 900 points stacked up. I was like, oh, I could be getting free shit or and like yeah. all those different things. I just hadn't used them yet or anything. So, yeah. but Sprouts is just so convenient yeah, it's because you it's like I can go it. there and like I got that and like I went to. Before I went to Coachella, like I bought like New Mood just to make sure I was okay, like coming back home from that yeah, <laughs> trip and everything, that. and that that stuff was really good That's too. Good. I love that stuff, yeah, man. Helps. Like, and Alpha Brain, like people are like, "Well, what is it?" I'm like, "It's coffee without the buzz." Just like yeah. it's like a good clarity, and like now I've been taking it in the float tank too. I, do you take it before you go in, or um, have you? I used to do it a lot. Now I, I haven't recently because I've just been getting in there super late. So mm-hmm. the majority of my floats are. Or after everyone's gone. Yeah. For the most part. And so, taking it at night, I don't know. I'd rather pop maybe a couple of new moods and then go in there. Mm-hmm. You know, versus the alpha. That'd be a good idea. But really, I'm going to say the vape pen. Yeah. It's no. Really like, I usually, like, my routine is, like, my buddies have a spot here that sell these gummy bears. And I'll eat, like, two or three gummy bears, like, on my drive down there, like, probably 20 minutes before I go. So then when I get in the flow tank... Full disclaimer, like, when you come in float, you have to sign a waiver that you're not under the influence. Yeah, no, I'm not. No, I don't go to his float center and do this, but um, at other places I have maybe before. But And I keep looking at that Zen uh, float, Zen tent, float tent. tent because that's what my buddy's spot in Florida was called Total Zen Float. And I, I don't know the guy's name that runs it, but I think he helped them kind of get off their feet there and get everything cool. going. But I feel yeah, like the float tent that I'd just be worried here that I'd be hearing shit and it just wouldn't work the same and... I mean, you're, you're down the street. Well, it's not going to be the same, but think about being able to float whenever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's definitely benefits to it. Yeah, I told you, like, even in, like, a different spot. Like, you know that spot's open off Clinton Keith. Have you seen that yet? With the place that's opening? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Do you know anything about them, or? Yeah, they floated at, at, um, at our place. Really? And they floated with us a while ago, and then um, she came in, and I just, just kind of picked my brain, and try to give her as much information as I can. She told you she was starting though? Yeah. yeah, Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. It's only going to help. Yeah. You know, I'm so excited that there's more float centers opening Mm -hmm. because, you know, there's over 100,000 people that just live in Temecula and, you know, we're having people drive from Riverside, Mm -hmm. from Fallbrook, like from all, Corona, all over the place are driving just to float at a four tank facility. So having more is just going to raise more of the awareness and it'll help my business more because more people are going to know about floating. Mm -hmm. I've been here the longest. Yeah. 
No, like I think I told you once, it's kind of like, it's like having a home church. Like I've yeah. now like floated to different places. I've been to Newport's floats. I've been to the float spot down in San Diego. I've obviously been to yours, but it's mm-hmm. like, no, this is always where I'm going to come back. That's and like awesome. back then, like now I'm better like in financially in life. So I can, I can afford to do the monthly thing there and everything yeah. before. It's just like wherever I could find a group on. So if we could find a group on for somewhere, I'd be willing to drive out to Newport or drive down to San Diego. Like and I would just, groupons. you know, smart man. <laughs> but like I've, I've been all over the place and it's just, it's just a cool collective mind. I mean, people are excited about it. And I mean, you just said they're opening one down the street and you still gave them information and you're not yeah stressed about it like i, I mean, think I mean, people will always be your floaters are always going to go to you they'll get their own batch and it's not going to be competing whatsoever everyone needs to be floating yeah if if imagine if people imagine like during the whole like election time if like all these politicians and everyone are actually floating mm-hmm. like man do you think i bet you a lot of stuff would be different of course it would be you know i think that students if they all were just required to float right before they took their test they'd probably all do better mm-hmm you're just more relaxed, no anxiety that's mm-hmm. gonna, you know, maybe trickle your decision making, making it a little bit different. Yeah. You know, floating really, I think, the way it helps after you float is you're, you just make better decisions. You just mm-hmm. feel better. Mm-hmm. If you're in pain and someone's talking to you, you're you're really gonna be thinking a lot about your pain and the conversation. To where if you float and you get rid of all that pain and you don't have any stress, like you're really gonna have a pretty good conversation with yeah. that person. You know? I, so I think your decisions would be better too. Being present. Yeah. Like at all times. Yeah. I'm like I, I wish I I wish some school would take it. Like you've seen it now, like you've seen that video go through of like instead of the kids going to detention, they've been giving them meditation. Like I'd love to see them awesome. take some of these problem kids and put them in a float tank for sixty minutes, you know, let that be their Make detention. And like instead of punishing them, let's try and fix the issue. I mean I think that's kind of the problem with all the or on drugs or the, I mean, all that machine. I mean, it's all about punishment, not mm-hmm. deterrence or helping, but it's like, instead of putting these kids in detention, maybe there's a lot of these kids got shit going on. I mean, they, they need the float tank. And I don't think there's, I think a 10 year old can get in there, no problem and not younger. I mean, what, what's the youngest oh, yeah. you've had at your center? Uh, eight. Eight. Was anything physically wrong with them or just? No. The dad, the kid meditates at home. Awesome. He, he does jujitsu. No shit. Yeah. And he, and he, he wanted to do it. And, I'm really big on making sure you want to do it. Uh huh. My biggest pet peeve is when someone comes in, they had no idea they were coming in. Yeah. Because you got to prepare for that. Yep. You got to, you have to be ready to go on a blind date with mm-hmm. yourself. You should probably be mentally preparing for that. And even things like not having caffeine before you come in, because that can completely destroy yep. your flow if you have caffeine before you come. You know, caffeine, what do you want it for? To go out and be active and do a bunch of stuff, not to lay down in a room in a tank and relax. Mm-hmm. You know, so it could really affect your flow. You want to shave before you can right. float. Yep. I mean, imagine if you shave right before you go to the beach. Well, there's way more salt in the float tank. So mm-hmm. you shave before you come. Your experience is going to be a little bit more difficult to kind of like power through that pain in totally. the beginning. So I don't know. I just think there's like a lot of like pre, pre like rituals to floating that, yep. that when you practice it, you learn stuff. You learn like, oh, I probably shouldn't drink water for like two hours before mm-hmm. I float or I'm just going to have to go to the bathroom in there mm-hmm. and that's going to ruin it. Yeah, like I eat like two o'clock that day. Like if I'm going to float at five. Like I don't want any yeah, food like in there so I have enough to get me through it. Like you're right. Like yeah. it's it's like they talk about like in the psychedelic community, like set and setting or anything. Like I do right. the same thing. Like set and setting, I want to make sure it's good. Like going mm-hmm. into it, I have like an intention going in there. I mean, sometimes I don't. Like sometimes yeah. I do. Like, hey, let's kind of address this issue. Sometimes just yeah. like, fuck it let's see what this is like let's go like life's good let's see what happens you know but it's like that's why i've never forced anyone to do it or like now it's just like do like i just encourage them to do it say here's 
where to go and like hope yeah. they do it on their own and I'll buy some gift certificates here and there for some people or something and just sleep by example really mm-hmm. by just by coming in and posting a picture and saying oh, you, how awesome you feel I mean eventually when people start seeing that they're like man or maybe okay maybe I'll try it yeah you know and that's all you can do is just lead by example same mm-hmm. thing with anything I think like you can't force someone to eat healthy I think you just gotta do it for a while and eventually they'll see your progress and maybe they'll try it totally yeah. that's the best way well Matt tell everyone where they can find out about you where to follow you on social media how to book an appointment and what's the next steps for them if they're looking at floating yeah um, it's at the float X pretty much all around every handle Instagram Facebook um, all of them um, and website thefloatx.com. You could book straight through there. You could look at our schedule and see like, when we have availability and when we're booked. Typically, you'll see that we're booked out about one to two weeks out. Mm-hmm. You know, we've just have a lot of people that are actually practicing it. And it's funny when you get in there and you start practicing it either every other week or every month, you really get better at the experience. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important to know too for someone that has only done it one time and says, oh, I didn't like it think like they really need to give it an at least two more tries to really be able to assess if it was Mm -hmm. right for them because they could have just had a really bad week and could have just reflected in the tank yeah you go surfing once you're gonna fucking hate it you're gonna you're gonna hate it you're gonna get hit by the wave you're gonna drown a little bit like you gotta keep surfing you're right like Mm -hmm. i I didn't kind of think of like the enduring it process yeah so but looking at our schedule you can tell that practice definitely helps Mm -hmm. people are digging it and that's you know one I guess that's a you asked earlier what kind of like marketing we do like that's our marketing is like keeping our tanks full of people in there and Mm -hmm. providing a consistent experience and that kind of like gets more people yeah and leading by example i guess huh you know for sure that's awesome well you guys check him out at the flow x on all social media his name is matt sober matt thanks for coming in brother i really appreciate it man thank you for having me awesome honor so that's it for episode seven of the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. Again, you can find out more about them at theflowx.com. You can also follow them on social media at theflowx. And please come out August 15th as me and Blaine Squire will be taking on the Hot Ones Challenge live at Downtown Public in Old Town Marietta. Um, if you haven't done it yet, Please go rate and review the podcast on iTunes. We're finally up to five stars. We made it. Goddamn right. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next week live at Downtown Public. Peace.